G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Think back to the start of 2020. It was uh, started with a bang and much disruption. The aftershocks continue to today. Russia, Ukraine, China, Taiwan, Israel, Iran, inflation, proposed digital currency, artificial intelligence, border security, increased lawlessness, public health, gender identity and much more. These are all issues that affect us no matter where we live. Amid the shaking and awakening, there are plenty of opportunities to fear, whether it involves health, relationships, personal finances, or just plain fear of the future. Yet there is a silver lining to the story. Anecdotal evidence is that a worldwide revival is starting. We look for the latter rain outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which Acts 2.17 talks about, which is part of the birth pangs of the coming kingdom of Messiah. It is not God's will for his people to be afraid. Jesus tells us, see that you are not troubled in Matthew 24, 6. And when you see the prophetic signs to look up and lift up your head for your redemption draws nigh. Well, this year marks the ninth annual Understanding the Times Australia-wide tour with Dr. Camille Majdali. And he's going to be presenting a, a session called Fear No Evil, Finding Courage in a World Gone Mad, where you will learn what's behind the scenes of current events the secrets of surviving and succeeding in the days ahead, and most importantly, how to live with fearlessness even in an age of fear. Dr. Camille Majdali is an author, Bible teacher and futurist, and he joins us this morning on 2020. Good morning, Camille. Good morning, Rob. It's nice to actually be in the studio rather than halfway around the world. It is so good to have you back in Australia and in the studio. You only just arrived back uh, in uh, over the last couple of days, and you've already kicked things off. You had a couple of meetings yesterday uh, around... Uh, the Brisbane area, and then uh, a big tour coming up over the next few weeks, uh, well over 20 different uh, events that you're going to be speaking at uh, in the coming weeks, and uh, importantly, the web uh, stream tonight as well, which we'll talk about a bit more soon. But uh, it's so good to have you back, and you've been, uh, you've come from the UK, right? Like that's where you've been just in the last, uh, last week? Yes, I was in the UK. Summer just finally cracked, the first <laughs> week of September. Yeah. <laughs> As I'm leaving, but yes, I came from the United Kingdom. Excellent. And I'm here in Australia, and it, it's amazing to be here. We're enjoying the colors, the sunshine, mm-hmm. the sound of the kookaburra. Yes. <laughs> the, the wide streets, not cramped with parked cars, and you're dodging this driver and that driver. Yeah, so That's so good. It's great. Well, it's good to have you back again. And for those that aren't familiar with you, I mean, people may well have heard you on the radio, but... Uh, they may not know much about you. I mean, obviously, we can hear an American accent. You talk about sort of being home in Australia, and you have lived in Australia for some time, but you've been living in the UK as well, so you certainly are international. Uh, but tell us a bit about your your story. Like, you actually you grew up in America. That's where you got the accent. Is that right? Yes. I'm an Arab-American, which is an ever-increasing segment of the polity there in the United States, born and raised in Los Angeles, then moved to the Pacific Northwest, came to faith in Jesus at the age of 16 after discovering a Gideon's Bible on the family bookshelf. Plus, there were people witnessing to me, Mm -hmm. but that Gideon's Bible 
which is a normal Bible for those who aren't aware, but it's just distributed by the Gideons for free, uh, was instrumental, mm. absolutely instrumental, never realizing that my passion for God's Word would become my profession. Went to a very secular, pre-woke university, but where iniquity abounds, grace abounds more, so I had a wonderful Holy Spirit encounter there. While at university, gave myself to global mission at 21, and within months, Robbo, not years, months, I ended up overseas, and I ended up at, up in Jerusalem, of wow. all places. That's amazing. And there I met my wife, Leanne. She's from Geelong, Victoria. Mm-hmm. And we not just met there, we married there. And So you married in Jerusalem? Married in Jerusalem. Oh, wow. a wonderful springtime wedding on Anzac Day. Oh, uh, wow. I didn't know what Anzac Day was, yeah. but I got telegrams from Australia. Congratulations, your wedding is on Anzac Day. <laughs> I've since learned a lot about Anzac yeah. Day. But that's when we married. Entered into full-time ministry at that time. So we've known nothing else. Our children have mm. known nothing else but full-time ministry. And we did a lot of travel for the Lord at that time. Then I slowed down a little because my children were in school, but once they graduated from secondary college, that was it. I'm back on the road mm. and founded Teach All Nations in 2004. Been based in Melbourne since 1987. Yep. Amazing, wonderful place, amazing, wonderful experience. Mm. And you, the, you were principal of a Bible college in Melbourne for quite yes, a few years as well, I was you? based at Harvest Bible College for 13 years, mm-hmm. and that was wonderful experience, but founded Teach All Nations in 2004, and that's been the banner I've worked under. Teach All Nations is a Bible and Holy Spirit ministry with a prophetic edge. Our tagline is empowering through word and spirit. Mm. So that's been the covering I've had since 2004. Fantastic. That's great. What a wonderful story. I mean, there's so much you know, God in that. I mean, you know, the, your, your real dramatic conversion at 16 and then just the way that the Lord's led you uh, since then is amazing. Meeting your Aussie wife in Jerusalem, which is really quite unique, and then being able to live back here uh, for quite a number of years as well um, is is really special. So it's a wonderful story. And I mean, you really, as you said, you, you're a student of the Word, aren't you? I mean, ever since you came to faith, you've just really been a student of the Word, both you know, for your own benefit, but also you've been a Bible teacher um, but you're also referred to as a futurist, and, and that's something that we're going to be talking about a fair bit uh, today, tonight with the web stream, and then, of course, in this tour that you're on uh, at the moment, you're understanding the times, the ninth annual uh, tour, uh, crisscrossing the country. Um, I guess looking at you know what's happening, what's coming, but then how the Bible overlays that, and the the real message that you're wanting to bring this year is fear no evil. So we want to be encouraging people not to be uh, fearful in amongst what is you know, a, a really, um, you know, there's lots of change, lots of you know, dramatic situations unfolding, lots of things coming out of left field. But you're saying that, you know, we can be um, confident in that um, based on what we read in the Bible. Absolutely. Uh, I fervently believe, Robbo, that people need to know what's going on. They do themselves no favors by hiding their head in the sand. It's, in fact, it's dangerous mm. to do that. God tells us through the Gospels and other places, watch or to watch and pray mm. so you enter not into temptation. We need to know. Psalm 91 does forewarn us, only with your eyes you shall behold and see the reward of the wicked. Mm. So we will see things we don't particularly like, but God wants us to be aware. At the same time, simultaneously, he doesn't want us to be afraid of anything or anyone. 
So how do you balance the two? Mm. That's what my message this year is about, how to balance the two, fearlessness and situational awareness. That's great. And I guess the thing is that fear isn't a new thing, is it? I mean, obviously, the Bible talks a lot about fear. It tells us not to be afraid. Um, and Solomon you know, famously said, there's nothing new under the sun. Like, you know, It's not like fear is a new thing. But do you feel like fear is becoming more prominent or more prevalent in this you know, day and age? What are your sort of thoughts around that? My current thought, and subject to change as we get more information, <laughs> but is that fear is being manipulated and used to control people. Mm. But the thing is, there was a lot of it at COVID time worldwide, though I have to say the Australian manifestation of it got particular note in global press. But I wonder if this fear-mongering may backfire because it's like having an injection for flu or whatever where uh, you develop a resistance Mm -hmm. to the virus by having a dead version of the virus put in. So maybe the fear-mongering can build a resistance of against fear because people don't want to be lied to. And when they discover they're lied to, it does create a healthy kind of rebellion, if I could use that term, or mm-hmm. resistance maybe. Yeah, yeah. Resistance is a better word than rebellion because God hates it, the rebellion that is. So it may be that people, second time around, will not be, giving the same kind of blind allegiance out of fear that they once did. I'm all for being submissive to authority and all within reason. But whenever it contradicts God's word, we have to always take the side of God's word. Mm. Yeah, so true. Camille, I mean, the banner of love, the Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. And we're talking about fear. Your uh, tour this year, Understanding the Times Tour, is Fear No Evil. And uh, let's talk a little bit about fear and whether, like, let's compare uh, the world today with what it was, say, 30 to 40 years ago. Do you feel like fear is more prevalent, more prominent uh, today than what it was at that time? Or do you think that it's the same, but maybe it's just been highlighted more by the media or others? That's a good question, Robbo, which I can't definitively answer, and I'll tell you why. There were reasons to fear 30, 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. It was called the Cold War. Yeah. And the Cold War, I know we didn't think about it day after day, but it was a very dangerous period because you've got two rival superpowers, Mm -hmm. the United States, Soviet Union, and their allies, be it NATO or the Warsaw Pact, equally gunned with very destructive military hardware. Mm -hmm. Just the intercontinental ballistic missiles alone was terrifying. Yeah. Nuclear tipped, they could reach the other superpowers' territory, not in a matter of hours, but minutes. In yeah. fact, 30 minutes, I think, from wow. Moscow to, to Washington, because I think it was like a rocket. It goes up in the air and then down again. I remember as a school child in the United States doing air raid drills wow. just in case mm-hmm. there was a nuclear strike. Yeah. So... Those things were with us then, and fear has been with us since the fall of humanity. Mm -hmm. I think today it's a little more brazen, a little more upfront, a little more in your face, and a little more, or a lot more, (laughs) I don't know why I'm saying little, a lot more things in our complicated, changeful world to be fearful of. The opportunities are greater to fear, and the public expression of them Mm. is greater too. Yeah. Do you feel like there's with 
like you know the 24 hour news cycle even social media we're sort of you know it's in our face all the time now whereas you know let's say back in the cold war era we were probably i mean obviously there was tv around but it was more sort of like the daily news you know so it was probably a little bit differently paced would you say that's made a difference well possibly the thing is that yes you we're information overload mm. mode right now and we're also in an increasingly dishonest period of society in the media, in academia, in science, in governmental pronouncements. There is a spirit of deception and delusion that's much more pronounced today than before. Mm. And I feel God showed me wherever you've got deception, delusion, lying, mendacity, you will also have lawlessness. They seem to go hand in hand. Mm a low view of truth, and a low conformity to proper law, whether it's our civil law or the law of God. There's more lawlessness. And we live in a day where you get punished for telling the truth, and you have no penalty or even rewarded for telling lies. Mm. That's how perverse our world has become. But, of course, there is hope. It's short-lived. God will have his way. No doubt about it. But this is a time not to be hit and miss with your spiritual walk. This is a time to get serious about God. Mm. Not to be religious, but to be spiritual and biblical and proactive. And so in that regard, everything that I've just discussed is an opportunity to press into the presence of God, get his anointing, get his boldness and courage, and then go forth and do great things in Jesus' name. Mm, yeah, so true. Well, speaking of opportunities, we do have an opportunity for you today to uh, give us a call and ask a question of Dr. Camille Mashley. You can call 1-800-316-316 with your questions or comments, or maybe you've got a story of how you've overcome fear in your life. We'd love to hear from you today. 1-800-316-316 is the number to call. And a reminder that uh, Dr. Camille is on tour. You had a couple of uh, events yesterday uh, that you've uh, already spoken at, sort of, I guess, you know, breaking the ice, uh, so to speak. How were those events yesterday, Camille? I enjoyed them, and people were positive and affirming. So it was, in a sense, a good warm-up yeah. <laughs> for what lies ahead. And you're doing something new this year, aren't you? you you've uh, This is the ninth annual Understanding the Times uh, tour, but you, you're doing something, uh, and you did yesterday, uh, that you've never done before. Yes, I normally when I'm preaching in churches, I do an altar call. I minister at the altar. Till now, and this is the ninth year, I've never done it in understanding the times. I've asked people to respond with their hands lifted and I'll say a prayer from their seats, but to actually invite them forward, no. But I did it for the first time yesterday with the thought that I would be praying for people to fear no evil. Mm. And boy, I did get a response. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Male so and female. Yeah, excellent. That's really good to hear. Well, as mentioned, you can call through with your questions for Dr. Camille Majdali. And uh, Rachel's given us a call uh, and is on the phone this morning. How are you this morning, Rachel? Hello, Rachel. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, yeah. What's your question or comment for Dr. Camille? Yeah, I was just calling um, because we always look for um, other news sources so, um, to get an accurate picture of sort of what's going on in the world and we love listening to vision news. And um, But I was wondering from Camille um, if he might be able to give some tips about other, um, you know, what kind of unbiased news sources are mm. good 
or that he he might recommend? Yeah, good good question. What do you suggest, Dr. Camille? <clears throat> That's a good question, Rachel. Thank you for it. You're I'm uh, one of the things that we're doing is because of the onward march of leftism in our institutions, including media, academia, judiciary, government, military, entertainment, big business, and so on, is there's apparently the rise of the parallel poly or parallel institutions, and that would include media. At present, I'm exploring such sources as Epoch Times, and they do seem to have Australian authors writing as well, credible people who I respect, Epoch Times. Another one is Breibart News. Now, Breibart would be considered by the left to be right-wing. I don't like that term because it implies a backwardness and, and a bigotry, which is not necessarily where the people are coming from, but Breibart News will certainly counterbalance what you get from the mainstream legacy media. Those are two sources. Also, I listen to people who are on, uh, I think it's Rumble. Mm-hmm. Yes, on Rumble, yeah. which is an alternative to YouTube, which is, uh, it, and I find some of the things that are shared very, very interesting. I, by the way, I'm not necessarily endorsing everything that is said by any one source. There is also a chap who I listen to, I find him very very entertaining. He is a scholar. He's down to earth. He's, he, he's very gregarious. And this is helpful. The temperament is a tonic because he's talking about heavy duty things, but he's laughing. He's jovial. <laughs> he's smiling. His name is Dr. Steve Turley, T-U-R-L-E-Y. And he has an organization called Turley Talks. So he'll, he'll use sensational headlines and you get him on Rumble and you can get him through Turley Talks. I've learned a lot from him, an awful lot. And so these are some sources. And, of course, Rachel, what you do is you listen to those sources and they'll refer you to other sources Mm. who would be equally even-handed and balanced. Excellent. Well, a great question, Rachel. Certainly a very practical question and a good answer there from Dr. Camille. Uh, Just quickly before the news, we'll grab one other caller as well. Bernadette has given us a call uh, this morning. Bernadette, uh, how are you going? Oh, is it me? Yes, Bernadette. What's your question for Dr. Camille? Yes. um, Well, more of a, um, not really a question, but a comment. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm grateful to be able to listen to Camille so regularly. And honestly, your voice is the calm, sensible, um, spiritual right voice that I listen to and I'm just I'm just grateful very grateful for your program that uh, I have access to daily via the radio and um, oh that's great well that's that's a really encouragement to you Camille to hear that uh, from Bernadette that has made my day (laughs) (laughs) it's true and I I do talk about you to get so many people to Get out of all that rubbish and fake news that we are bombarded with and listen to the real truth. Mm. Yeah, it's so true, isn't it? And that's really important, isn't it, that uh, you've got people that you can trust because, as you said, uh, Camille, I mean, even on you know different platforms, you'll have quite a variety. You know, Some people that are like you know 
really you know got their finger on the pulse and they're saying you know good and I guess biblically sound things and other people that you know might be way off the mark. So figuring out who you, you can listen to and who you can trust is really important, isn't it? I think absolutely. We want to help people find the truth. God's truth, of course, beyond everything else. God's truth is eternally enduring. Mm. So we, in Christ, with the new birth, we are wired up for truth. And we should have alarm bells ringing loud Mm. and clear when we are subjected to lies and falsehood. One of the things I want to encourage people to develop spiritually is that great Holy Spirit sense of discernment. In the last days, we need all the discernment we can get because lying and mendacity will be on an industrial scale. We don't want to be caught off guard. It's a, it's a horrible thing to be lied to. It's a horrible thing to live and believe in lies. And so we start off with God's Word and also with the discernment of the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing how the, mm. the dark skies can clear and the light of God shine. Yeah, so true. And we've got another uh, caller that's uh, rung through for a question uh, of Camille. Kay is on the phone. Good morning, Kay. How are you? Golden Beach? So that's near Bob. Hello, Kay. You there? Yes, yes. Hello. Hello. So you got a question or a comment for Camille? I have. It's, it's about... The uh, uh, he, when we talked about media, and he was talking about four or five uh, uh, people that you could uh, get onto about uh, what's you know the left wing or you know sort of, and and I would like to know the name. There's a couple of them I didn't know the name. Mm-hmm. Like he, he talked about Epoch Times, yeah, and then Rumble, but there was one between that I just didn't. Get the name the the name of that. It's called Bicark or something. Breitbart News. Breitbart, Sorry, B R E I T B A R T. Breitbart News. Say it again. I've got construction going on next door. <laughs> okay, I'll try again. Breitbart, B R E I T B A R T. Breitbart. B A R T. Now you can get the yeah. app. For yep. Epoch Times and Breibart and Rumble, all this you get on an app. On, on you can the, watch on the app. it on your okay. phone if you don't want to do so on your computer. Mm. So with this, Doctor Steve Turley is T E R L E Y. T E U R L E Y. T U R L E Y. Yeah, but I'll Turley tell you, talk. I'll tell you another source, and it's not really news news per se. Yeah, a little different. I regularly listen to Dutch Sheets, great American man of God and intercessor, and he's got a ministry called Give Him 15. He not only deals with the spiritual side and dreams and visions and revival and so on, but he also does occasionally comment on the news. Mm. That's not his primary focus, but to me, having Dutch Sheets is a good balance to all the news <laughs> with some of the negative stuff that's in it is to hear the inspiration of a Dutch Sheets or the gregarious laughter, the belly laugh of a Steve Turley. Yeah, that's good to know. Well, thanks for that, Kay. Appreciate your call. And uh, you can call through as well on 1-800-316-316. I think it's important, isn't it, Camille? I mean, I can't remember who it was, one preacher from a long time ago that talked about 
the idea of uh, you know having your Bible in one hand and your newspaper in the other and sort of praying with understanding, I guess. So like understanding where God's uh, coming from and what you know the Word says, you know, even prophetically, but then actually having that understanding of what's going on in the world around you as well. And I think that's important, isn't it, having that balance in everything we do? I often say, Robbo, that when you know what's going on and why it's going on, you are halfway towards a solution. Mm. I find great hope when I'm told this is this is the nature of the beast. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel hope because God actually starts to speak and show the way forward. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you do need to know what's going on. I would say newspapers in the old days, but uh, now we have to use the yeah. uh, the the apps on the phone. <laughs> That's right. It's a, it's probably a phone in the well. You can have a phone with your Bible and the apps on the one thing, aren't you? <laughs> these days, but. Uh, that's right, and it really is important to keep that balance. So, um, yeah, certainly we can uh, be encouraged by that. And we're uh, taking your calls today on 1-800-316-316, and Rowan has given us a call from the Gold Coast. Uh, good morning, Rowan. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, good. Uh, what's your question or comment for Dr. Camille? Um, well, it might be a question and a comment, but um, I've had a lot of people like who have spoken to about news and media and everything, all sorts of things. They have just one thing to say. They say that, oh, we don't tend to watch the news because that creates fear within us. Um, we don't know what to believe. Um, I personally think that's a bit of an ignorance, but I would like to hear comments from um, mm. Dr. Kamel, what, what he thinks about all this. Yeah, that's a good question because I think that's a, a, a valid thing. I've certainly heard plenty of people say that, you know, I don't watch news just because it just creates fear. What's the, the balance to that? Well, there was a time, thank you for your question, Rowan, but there was a time that I didn't watch the news simply because there was no news. It would be two minutes of international news and, you know, 15 minutes of Australian sport. <laughs> that was my reason. But now, of course, with the glaring advent of fake news, I think it's great that people have discernment and they're not like lemmings jumping off the cliff listening and believing everything they said. Aussies have a built-in skepticism I ought to know I'm married to one. <laughs> and they don't, they're not readily believing the rubbish they hear. Mm. But yes, the answer is not to avoid boycotting all news because of fake news and lies and what have you. The correct response is find the right sources. The truth is out there. It, uh, that's the whole point. Mm. It's out there. And it's not even that hard to find. Mm-hmm. But it's like everything else. We find the true sources of news by referral. If we yeah. find one reliable source, it will lead you to another one and another one and another one. Yeah. Another question then, just on the back of what Rowan said, like how do you actually feel like you can trust? Like you, you were talking before about, you know, obviously something like Rumble, for example, there's lots of different variations on there. Um, how can you listen to one person and go, oh, yep, I think I can trust that, or another person and go, no, throw that one away? Like, what, How do you actually discern that? Well, how do you discern it? That's a good question. First of all, you should know your Bible or have a growing knowledge of God through his word. That, to me, is the number one key. You're comparing what God's word says to what is being told to you in the public square. Another thing is be filled with the Holy Spirit which is not a polite suggestion. It is a command in Ephesians 5.18. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of discernment. You will will 
have the alarm bells ringing (laughs) when you encounter something that's not right. Or it may be factually correct, but the spirit behind the facts is wrong, evil, and should be avoided. So between your walk with God and associating with people who are credible, Mm -hmm. they will not only inform you, they will refer you to others who will do in like manner. Yeah, good point. Well, thanks so much for your call, Rowan, and for your uh, comments there. John's given us a call from Adelaide in South Australia. Good morning, John. What's your question or comment for Dr. Camille? Hello, John. Can you hear us? I'm not sure if you can hear us, John. We can't hear you. Let me just try that one more time. John, you're there. I, I think we've got you now. You got... Are you there, John? Yeah, we're there. I'm yeah, here so what's your question for Dr. Camille? Uh, this is probably more of a futurist comment. Um, where would woke and gender identity fit in with God's agenda now? Is it something that we have to take be cautious of, or do we accept it as it is right now? That's the question I had. Okay. So, John, can you just restate your question? Camille's just missed uh, a bit of what you said there. Okay, um, where, where does the, uh, the woke that's happening in the world right now and gender identity, where does, where does that fit in with God's plan as a futurist? Okay, so gender identity, I mean, that's certainly been a huge thing over the last <clears throat> couple of years. Where, where does that sort of fit in with, the, with what you're seeing, um, I guess, and obviously, yeah, overlaying the Bible onto it? Look, yeah. there's a book I'm going to mention called The Return of the Gods by Jonathan Kahn. I read the book. I'm still processing. I can't say I absolutely 100% endorse everything. The fact is, I don't know. He's dealing with a very challenging but important subject. And the reason I mentioned the book is because everything we're dealing with in society today, and that includes gender identity issues, climate, religion or climate agenda or identity politics, everything we're doing, AI, all of it has a spiritual root. And that's where a spirit-filled church has the capacity to discern and to proactively engage in a way that the rest of the world cannot. But Kahn's thesis is simple. Through the gospel of Christ, heathenism was overthrown, kind of like casting out of a devil. But as we we hear in the Gospels, that spirit goes around, having been cast out, nowhere to go, comes back to its original place, which is now empty, swept, and garnished, and brings seven spirits more wicked than itself, and the state of that man is worse now than it was in the past. He says the West was cleansed and detoxed from heathen influence, but it's not been kept, how should I say, the walk with God has not been kept properly, and as a result, Baal has come back to the West because these false gods don't actually die, or the spirit forces behind the false gods. Mm. Ishtar is back. She's the goddess of religion and gender and and sexuality. And then Molech, he's the destroyer. He's the one that has mass killings, euthanasia, abortion, and what have you. It's something to consider. It's something to pray about. But I would say whatever we're dealing with, especially when it's wild and woke and wicked and what have you, 
it's the spirit behind it. No question. The only reason these things even see the light of day is the spiritual forces that enable it. Read Ephesians 6, why we have to put on the whole armor of God. Because the amazing thing in Ephesians is it's all been very positive up to chapter 6. Enlightening, inspiring, faith building, and then chapter 6, P.S., put on the whole armor of God. Because when you're seated in the heavenly places, Ephesians 2, 6, you are actually more exposed to spiritual forces in the heavenly places more than even down here on planet Earth. So we, as we grow spiritually, we also grow into a great warrior for Christ. Spiritual warrior, of course. Mm. So back to the point, it's a spiritual issue that you brought up, and therefore we need spiritual solutions. Mm. That's good. Well, thanks, John, for your uh, call and for your question today. Uh, now, Robert is calling through from Albany in WA. Uh, thanks for your call, Robert. What's your question for Dr. Camille? Uh, good morning. Uh, well, uh, yes, morning here in WA. Yes, it's morning um, here too. <laughs> Dr. Camille and Robert. Um, I suppose I have a concern about the mistrust of government, mistrust of media by... Uh, Christians or people who have a some spiritual understanding, and they look online and look for websites that that seem to uh, put a different angle or try to uh, break down the uh, or put a total opposite view about government and uh, even leaders, Christian leaders, and I feel that. Um, that the uh, that the world and the uh, and the media and foreign governments and so forth are putting a lot of stuff up that uh, sometimes just creates mistrust. Mm. And I feel that is a uh, I feel that it is a um, a real trap to go looking online looking for holes in uh, stories and things like this, you know, um, because you just, you know, who's putting some of this stuff up? Yeah, that's a good question, Robert. And I think, obviously, the the whole conspiracy theory angle is kind of what you're alluding to there, that you've got, uh, you know, people, some people looking for a devil under every rock, I guess you could say, Camille. So, like, where's the balance even in that, you know, like, rather than just assuming that everyone's, you know, a conspiracy theory? Right. Well, there is the issue of misinformation and disinformation. Misinformation, my understanding, is that it's just it's just incorrect. And disinformation is a deliberate attempt to deceive using information mm. or flawed information. As far as mistrust of government and the like, it's an interesting point. We have been disappointed, rightly so, at things coming from government which have been not true or manipulated or politicized, or what have you. But at the same time, we are commanded to pray for government, for kings and all who are in authority. And we, this is in 1 Timothy chapter 2, I think the first four verses. We, this, this is our duty, to pray for government. And I think if we could pray for the government as much as we complain about the government, the New Jerusalem would be ready to descend at any moment, <laughs> just about. So 
we need to care, bear that in mind. But the other thing is, to be honest, Robert, we need to have more community engagement. For too long, we've left the public square to those who do not share our faith, and it's time that we get involved, starting at a local level. Get involved in the city council. Get involved in the school board. Get involved in the charities. The salt was never meant to stay in the salt shaker. Mm. It's meant to be spread abroad. So we as believers proactively should infiltrate in a good way the organs of society, but starting at the local level, pray for our leaders. And then, of course, get involved in election time, electing those people who share our values. They do exist. Sometimes you have to look a bit, mm. but they are there. Or run for office yourself. Now, as a minister, I believe in staying above the political fray and not being polemical, but at the congregational level, I think it's perfectly in order to discuss issues that affect us, affect our faith, affect our families. This is important too. So to me, rather than complaining, we should be more activistic and prayerful. And I think we'll see some really wonderful things if we do. Mm, That's a good point. Well, thanks again, Robert, for your call. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.